in episode 159. Um, 2019 became like my work travel zenith. It was just, I was out every two or three weeks. I was going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I kind of empowered by talking with Giselle uh, on the episode, I decided to have a look about what was available on my trips. Uh, and I headed over to your nation's capital um, and found a transformation uh, artist photographer um, in Tacoma Park, Maryland. Uh, and um, I got chatting with her and um, uh, ended up deciding to to, to, to book. Um, so I continue this kind of dressing stuff and... Um, our bedroom door has had like two locks on the door. It had a slide bolt and a thumb turn mm-hmm. um, on the handle. And so when I when I dressed, I would lock the door. Um, but this one time, I'm I've, I've only got uh, like a long leather skirt and some boots on, uh, and I'm watching Drag Race, and um, I must have only locked the thumb turn on the door. Because all of a sudden, my two sons burst into the bedroom, to, uh, recorded a voice message to Giselle. Oh. Um, and I was recording this message about how I was feeling. And I said, you know, I'll, I'll check in later. I was talking about what I was wearing, what I'd chosen to wear, and, and all of those things. Um, and I was an absolute bundle of nerves. Um, did you send uh, it to Did you send it no, to her? No. No. Because I. Oh, I, I I neglected to follow up on the way out, which was my plan. Uh, okay. Welcome to the Cross Yas podcast. The podcast says Yas to cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. I'm your trans woman host, Billy, uh, former guest in episode 48 and several others and longtime contributor and all this other stuff. Um, in this episode, I chat with Sophia Less, a returning Cross Yas guest that was one of the earliest uh, contributors to the podcast, uh, formerly known as Stiletto, maybe still is. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to ask. Maybe I think. Oops. <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll figure out if I did. <laughs> if you if you keep listening. Um, anyway, this is another two parter. She had so much to say because so much has happened to Sophia since the last time she was on the podcast. And if you need a refresher, she was on episode twenty five. So. Maybe check it out before listening to this episode or maybe even after. Whichever works best for you. Um, are you ready to hear her story? Yes! Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Cross Yes Podcast with Giselle Miraso and Billy. Yes! Yes! Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, everyone. Uh, it's Billy with the Cross Yes Podcast. Uh, we got a return guests from one of the early early episodes i think it was episode 25 is that correct yeah uh, sophia is nodding her head that is correct you may not know her as sophia i think she went by stiletto uh great name i hope you're still using it i guess not though because you're going by sophia now uh, but you can maybe uh delve into that a little bit later uh so sophia if you'd like to introduce yourself and 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 or reintroduce yourself, I guess, and in yes. like quality HD audio yeah. format. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, Billy. Um, thank you for having me back. Um, first off, props for the awesome uh, job you've been doing, picking it up from uh, from Giselle's hiatus. It's, it's so cool to uh, have have you uh, keep releasing these podcasts and more chats and everything. I'm, I'm loving it. Um, oh, yeah. You. So I am. Uh, I go by Sophia on Instagram, um, mostly because it's kind of my idea of a possible drag performer name. Um, mm. I really, uh, so like when I started it, I just had this idea and I thought I'm going to, I'm going to go by Sophia less, um, as two words, but it kind of, it feels more sort of empowering to me to be fearless. Uh, but it's, it's a traditional pun. For a, for a drag performer. Um, mm-hmm. So on Instagram, I'm at Sophia Less Drag. Um, and that's where most of my femme online stuff is now. Um, I kind of 
I kind of left Reddit behind for a while, um, uh, where I'm Stiletto Shoe on um, on on uh, Reddit. Um, yeah, so like I was to episode 25 back in I was the episode was released in July 2019, so it's like three years. That's a long um, time. Yeah, uh, and a lot, a lot has happened since then, and um, uh, to do with this stuff and not to do with this stuff, it's been a bit of a tumultuous few years for me. So uh, I heard your recent um, chat, um, and uh, I think you said at the end, you know, uh, if anyone's got a story to share, then then hit you up. And I thought, well, yeah, maybe, maybe this would be interesting. I'm at a kind of quite an interesting place right now, um, but I think, yeah. Uh, it might be quite cool to sort of talk about some of the things I've done. Um, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> so, like, so, it was 2019, and um, at the time when I spoke to Giselle, I had just, I think I just started trying to carve out one night a week to stay in our bedroom away from the kids, uh, dress if I wanted to, but just have a kind of girly femme night each week i just try and take that time um and um one of my outlets for that was to was to i started i discovered and started watching rupaul's drag race uh, like on netflix they had every single episode ever um <clears throat> big big fan big fan right <laughs> so i started from the real start so i have like i've watched everything to the point now where i'm struggling to fit it into my schedule because there's like eight episodes of different seasons a week <laughs> at the moment uh, so i i've i've kind of stepped away for a, a couple years just because uh, right. I, I don't know i delved into it like really hardcore a couple years ago and i i think i'm so far behind i wouldn't even know where, where to start <laughs> back at maybe i just need to start back at square one maybe uh, yeah yeah go back to that there's terrible production quality of season one yeah, um maybe, maybe skip that up maybe skip that season <laughs> <laughs> uh and so i was i was having a lot of fun and and um 2019 became like my work travel zenith it was just i was out every two or three weeks i was going somewhere mm -hmm. uh and i i kind of empowered by talking with giselle uh on the episode i decided to have a look about what was available on my trips uh and i headed over to your nation's capital um and found a transformation uh, artist photographer um, in Tacoma Park, Maryland. Uh, and um, I got chatting with her and um, uh, ended up deciding to, 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 to book. Um, so I, I got my work stuff out of the way, uh, managed to wangle an extra day uh, in the city uh, on my flight times and um, headed out uh, to... Uh, to her place uh she's elizabeth taylor makeovers shout out to her she's amazing um so if you're ever ever in the area uh, she's she's brilliant um i was a complete bag of nerves really really scared by the whole thing um so i i didn't know where i was i was uh, i used the uh uh train i can't remember what the train's called in dc but i used the train to get out there um, <laughs> and figured I probably don't want to use this on the way back because it just, it, yeah, it didn't feel like 100% that, that safe. So I kind of was plotting my route back uh, using the bus. Um, that, that seemed, in my mind, that kind of seems less safe. <laughs> right. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I can, I, I'm, I'm above ground. It just feels a bit safer. Okay, <laughs> it's yeah, kind I of weird. That. I get that. Uh, easier to run away. Um, and she did a great job. She made me feel really at ease. I took my own clothes because I was just going more for a makeup transformation because that's one of my that, that's always been one of my biggest struggles. And I didn't really have a firm plan what to do afterwards. Um, mm -hmm. And she kind of pushed me to go out, go out as I was, uh, that I look great, and um, just go and enjoy. Uh, being how, outside how, and how did she push you into going out just i guess she gave me a lot of confidence she uh really uh she was really um what's the word supportive 
you know, um, built me up a lot uh, and not in an artificial way. She was just very, very authentic and uh, supportive. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I left almost in tears because I was so euphoric. Um, oh, you don't want to do that. You're going to mess up your makeup. Right, exactly. So I was like, I have to, I have to stop this. I have to get out into the world because otherwise I'm going to cry uh, too much. So <laughs> I think she used waterproof stuff. Um, so I went out and I tried to catch the bus. Um, got on the bus. It was full. Ended up standing. Uh, it was August in Washington, so it was for me crazy, crazy hot. Um, so I didn't take all my kind of shapewear that I would normally wear uh, to feel mm-hmm. super, super good. Um, uh, I was already in kind of pantyhose and, and a dress and I, it was already too hot. So I kind of had sounds a weird... Already too, that sounds too <laughs> hot to me already. So I kind of, I got a kind of weird look off a guy on the bus, an older guy. Uh, I couldn't decide whether he clocked me or um, he was just a weird guy. Um, I got the wrong bus. I ended up in the wrong place. I landed in DC, downtown DC, uh, a bit late. And yeah, I got off the bus. I found kind of the the main sightseeing area. Uh, and I just kind of walked around. I walked past um, the monument and uh, various museums. Um, and I was just, I was on cloud nine. I had a, a, a fantastic time, took a few pictures. Not enough. I regret not taking more pictures. And then, and then I started making my way back to my hotel, and I realised uh, I don't know that all my colleagues have left already. Oh. And I and I don't know a back way into the hotel or like a service elevator or anything. So mm-hmm. I got a bit panicked, and I was boiling hot. <laughs> and I am so I'm on my way back. It's getting dark. I'm getting a little bit nervous. Um, and um, I am trying to find somewhere that's got a bathroom that I can change. Um, mm-hmm. In the end, I'm massively grateful because I, f- I'd heard various stuff about you know bathroom politics in in the US. I didn't quite know where Washington DC stood on that. Um, so I'm thinking, what I need is a single occupancy bathroom, right? Which I think is the solution to everybody's problems. But um, eventually, I find this little Greek mini restaurant takeout place uh, and. Thankfully, they have a, uh, a single occupancy bathroom. I didn't have any makeup remover, so I must have washed my face seven or eight times to get everything off, mm. uh, get changed. Face, face is probably all red after rubbing yeah. all off. <laughs> I, uh, hey, why, is your, why is your face all red? <laughs> uh, you don't need to know. Thankfully, nobody kind of clocked that, you know, a person went into the bathroom looking one way and came out another way. Uh, and, um, yeah, I bought a baklava dessert and... Um, with a lot of relief, made my way back to the hotel. Oh, nice. Um, so that, that was a, a fantastic experience, honestly. Um, really had a good time. Um, but I didn't, I, I kind of left feeling like that might be a one-time thing. I, 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 like I needed a real pro to do that for me. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I, I get home. I continue this kind of dressing stuff. And um, our bedroom door has had like two locks on the door. It had a slide bolt and a thumb turn mm-hmm. um, on the handle. And so when I when I dressed, I would lock the door. Um, but this one time, I'm I've, I've only got uh, like a long leather skirt and some boots on, uh, and I'm watching Drag Race. And um, I must have only locked the thumb turn on the door because all of a sudden my two sons burst into the bedroom to change the, um, the, uh, the trash in the room. So they were doing a house, house-wide trash pickup and, uh, and go from every room. And my world caves in at that point. So it's, oh. it's, it's my safe space. I mentioned on my previous podcast that we had no plans to tell the boys to mm-hmm. reveal anything to them. And, um, yeah, I am in just complete shock. Uh, my eldest son clocks everything immediately. My youngest son will not stop talking about whatever's going on in his head. Uh, so 
uh, I'm not sure whether he clocks me or not. And I just say, could you just, could you please exit? Um, I had planned to lock the door. Please, could you uh, leave? And they were very, really slow to go. And I say, I know that my eldest son spotted everything. My heart is pounding in my chest. I don't, I don't know what, um, what I'm going to do because it was not on the plan. We hadn't prepared them. We hadn't prepared me. <laughs> how, and, how do you prepare them? How would you prepare them? Uh, I don't know. Probably not dressed. <laughs> so they had some adjustment time. Okay. Okay. But what, it, what had happened like in the background is about six or seven weeks prior to this event happening, my eldest had started talking to my wife about this very subject and how he would like to try girl clothes. Ah, um, interesting, interesting. But completely separate to me and, and, and anything that I've got or done or, or anything. They had, they had absolutely no idea. In fact, when, we, when I recovered and we were having a proper discussion about it, he said to me, did, did he give me the idea? Mm. Uh, so uh so he was kind of really um confused by it all but but yeah they they wanted to start dressing a little bit they wanted a few items it was curiosity uh typical um typical kind of pubescent hormones identity crisis all of those all of those things it's a transitional point for everybody but um it was first my, my my eldest, quickly followed by my youngest. Both wanted to do this, and then my youngest kind of just said, "No, it's not for me. I don't, I don't like it. I don't want to do it anymore." Okay, fine, great. You know, if you've you've tried something, you've explored it. That's that's not a problem. So we encourage them to just feel supported, you know. And I and I, mm-hmm. I tell my eldest, I understand, like probably nobody else um how you're feeling so if you want to talk about it um don't you don't need to be secret you don't need to guard yourself we can talk about whether you want to be more public about it or not um which he didn't and and still doesn't um but sorry sorry you're kind of being you're outing being out right now sorry Yes, you're adding, you're adding him a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. It's a safe space. A safe place. Safe place. Well, I'm I'm reasonably anonymous, right? So <laughs> yeah, um, it's a safe place. So anyway, yeah. So he he kind of um, he just wants to be very private about it, uh, which I completely respect. Um, mm-hmm. It's understandable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so. Uh, later on, we kind of talked about it and I said, look, how would you feel if I wore some of my favorite clothes, uh, outside of my bedroom, if, if I could move around the house a little bit freer mm-hmm. and they initially said, yeah, cool, whatever, whatever you want. So I would maybe put on a pair of shoes or I, um, wear a skirt. I wouldn't, I've, I, I wouldn't put makeup on or a wig particularly, you know, so, um, but then they both kind of talked to my wife and said, we don't want dad to do that anymore, um, which was mm. pretty tough for me. It was pretty, pretty hard to get some freedom and then feel some take- judgment. Yeah, get it taken away. Yeah. Get it taken back. Yeah. yeah, that's hard. Yeah. And I mm. didn't really ever understand. I th- as much as I've tried to verbally support them, um, they do not want to talk to me about any of it. Um, they only ever speak to my wife. Um, Interesting. Uh, so, and I, and I can't really explain that. Um, the best explanation I've come up with around them wanting, not wanting to see me wearing stuff is that for them, I think it is still a little bit of a, uh, sexual interest. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think maybe, maybe they 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 associate it with purely that, and think you know maybe let's not. I mean, nobody wants to see their parents doing anything uh, remotely. Um, I mean, I uh, do. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> no, no, that makes total sense. Um, I mean, it's the way a lot of people start off like that is, is it's purely sexual mm-hmm. thing. So, so if he associates that with like you and sex, so I, I, I could totally see him not wanting to be around you. Like when you're, when you're dressed <laughs> up or presenting or whatever. So yeah, that makes total sense. Hmm. It, but it was difficult. Um, uh, so I kind of went on a bit of a pause for a while. Um, uh, following that, I kind of had a bit of a, uh, resurgence of, um, I have this war of body dysmorphia and gender dysphoria, mm-hmm. and I can never quite understand or identify whether it's one or the other. Probably it's always a mix. Um, but it, I was going to say it's probably a mix. Yeah. <laughs> my, and some, some of my body hair was getting really, really getting me down. I, I have naturally, I have very coarse, um, leg hair, chest hair. My beard is quite, um, dark naturally and thick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got like, I tried to epilate. Um, oh yeah. I just got one of those. Oh, uh, that's yeah. <laughs> not, not cool. No, I you, mean, like noise. And I'm like, I know. Cause I, I, I just experienced that the other day with my legs. I did that. It looked like I had a rash on my legs. Yeah, it is. It is the worst. Like the first epilation run. It is the absolute worst thing in the world. Uh, I'm sure waxing, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think like <laughs> being slayed alive is quite similar to the feeling of, of epilating for the first time. Um, but uh, then I got like a home IPL device, okay. uh, which did absolutely nothing to any of my hair whatsoever. Just far too oh, weak, no. I think. Oh, no. And I like worked worked daily for like three months on it and it it did zero um so i i had to kind of resort to just uh, i have a phillips one blade razor which doesn't entirely shave but gets to about half a millimeter um of growth um so uh, maybe that's a is that one of those like neon neon green ones yeah 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 it's kind of got a rectangular head on it and you can cut both mm-hmm. ways and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that got me a reasonably smooth feeling without the ingrowns that shaving always gives me. Right. So it, it, it felt pretty good. Um, for a while. <laughs> um, for a while. Okay. Yeah. For a while. <laughs> um, I, th- I guess like during this, I was dealing with a chronic illness and a, um, and we, we were planning a house move, which fell through and then, we like we were two weeks away and we sold all our furniture um and then the house moved fell through and we packed most of the house up and everything so we we then oh, lived no. in boxes and stuff and a mattress on the floor and it was really difficult it was a reasonably long distance move um okay. okay so that was that was pretty tough um and we moved into rented accommodation for the first time since we were students um and it didn't work out. And we moved back to roughly a similar region uh, about 11 months later. Oh, um, dang. Yeah. So two moves in inside of a, inside of a calendar year um, was... Uh, that's tough. That's, that's a lot of work. Tough. Yeah. Uh, so like everything that's kind of going on now may be a, as a result of all of that, mm-hmm. um, I guess. Um, but one of the positives of that time we went into COVID, went into lockdown and I found a new trans support group based in the, in the city that I was moving to, but who during COVID had started, um, online meetings, audio only, um, support calls. And I started chatting with, with, with those guys. There's only like two or three actually showed up, uh, for the calls. Um, but I connected, really well with with two of them um the organizer although she she uh she always fight fights the label organized she she thinks it's everybody's group and uh, everything but uh, she is the heart and soul of it um and um, they they were just brilliant really really uh i found i've heard it said on the podcast already like i found my tribe 
with these mm-hmm. with these people. Mm-hmm. So um, it's pretty important. Really, really cool in a way that I didn't in the support group where I was living and now live again. Um, that was very. It was exclusively transitioning people, and mm. um, it was very angst-driven um, and political. Um, they were, you know, for absolutely brilliant reasons, they were all very political and needed to be activist and and very out and very, um, yeah, it, it just didn't feel like a very relevant space for me, you know. Um, uh, probably my own issues going to the fore, but I, I didn't feel like I belonged um, in the group. But they accepted you in the group? Um, huh, it's a good question. Um, I couldn't really answer that like in a fair way. I, I probably didn't give it enough sessions. I, I probably went to five or six. Oh, okay, um, okay. I made a couple of good connections with people. Uh, but one of these was very much not like the others, you know, so, mm-hmm. uh, and I, and I wasn't able to, um, to dress fully femme or do makeup. I didn't have a wig and yeah, uh, I just felt uncomfortable. Uh, but that's probably me and my own skin. Um, but the new group was awesome and I was just desperate to move house and move down there and get out to a group. And, um, eventually that did happen. Uh, I spent like five hours getting ready. Um, I think I had to redo my beard cover and, you know, I, I just re-listened to my podcast and I, I don't think I've got any better with that. Oh. Since. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like five hours trying to trying to do the makeup and then touching it up because it had already started wearing off. Um, and actually, I remember getting there like half an hour early and sitting in the car park. Um, and I uh, uh, recorded a voice message to G- Giselle. Um, um, and I was recording this message about how I was feeling. And I said, you know, I'll, I'll check in later. I was talking about what I was wearing, what I'd chosen to wear and, and all of those things. Um, and I was an absolute bundle of nerves. Um, did you uh, send it to Did you send it no, to her? No, no, because I, oh, I, I, I neglected to follow up on the way out, which was my plan. Uh, okay. And do you, then, do you, do you still I think have I deleted the message? it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I if you know. still had it, I, if you still have it and you find it, like send it to <laughs> me and I'll, I'll like tack it on the end of this episode. I think that'd okay. be so cool to add on if, if you have it. I'll check. I'll check. But I, I had a feeling it was lost between phone changes, but I'll, I'll check. Um, but I, yeah, I was so excited. Um, and um, I went in. So I went like fully femme, as, mm-hmm. as femme as I possibly could be uh, within my own ability. Um, and then everybody else at the group uh, for, for a number of weeks were, were very similar. Um, so I think I felt a little bit of internalized pressure to be as femme as I possibly could be. Um, mm-hmm. And that that has placed quite a lot of pressure on my, myself and my makeup skills, um, such as they are in um, presentation and everything. Um, uh, so I was going through all my favorite outfits each every two weeks when we were meeting. And um, uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed being there. Um, and I then one of my closest friends that I've made uh, there. Uh, I don't know if she's going to listen, but um, it's Sasha. Hope so. Hope so. She, um, she would be kind of, she had to go visit family away from the city and she would be coming back kind of in the afternoon before the, um, before the evening meeting. And so we arranged to meet out in public um, at a Starbucks um, uh, and, um, so that meant I was shifting my um, shifting my preparation time even earlier to get oh. ready. Uh, so that was fun, um, and we started just kind of exploring being more out, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I loved it. 
you know. Um, I felt really safe with her. Um, she tends to dress very gender fluid, ambiguous. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, she's just got this fabulous look um, that um, she's a wonderful, like, crop of uh, slightly graying hair that she can just turn from masculine into feminine, like, it's it's just amazing. She just needs a little bit of eyeliner and mascara, and she suddenly passes. It's she's she's terrific. Um, but uh, yeah, so she 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 and I would would meet up, and then there's the amazing gay bar in um, in the city as well. And we started going there. It was my first time uh, in a gay bar, um, and we got so much um, acceptance there. Um, the uh, bartender. Uh, is a trans woman. Um, oh, nice! And she, she was a customer turned employee because it was such a fun, safe space for her. Mm -hmm. So there was a real kinship there. We we met some one night. We met some um, uh, a lesbian couple, and they were just the most affirming, supportive people. Um, you know, saying how great we looked and. Um, how great it was that we were there and things. So um, loved it. Gotta, Absolutely. Gotta loved be it. A, it's gotta be a huge confidence boost. Yeah. And, and also I started to get really, I guess, hooked on that, that feeling of affirmation, that mm -hmm. acceptance that it's okay to be who we are. Mm -hmm. Even in a tiny little safe space like that, it felt, felt good. You know, um, uh, and then I heard about this drag pa drag race watch party for the Drag Race UK um, oh. that was in the city. So we went we went to that, and um, man alive, that was awesome! Uh, two drag queens leading it, two local drag queens, uh, and they uh. would they would uh, do performances afterwards themselves. They had a sort of rolling cast of great, you know, very very different performers. Uh, so uh, the Drag queen leading it was Is a Mood, and um, one of the one of my favourites there um, was um, uh, um, Manny Quinn. Manny Quinn. Uh, Manny Quinn. Yeah, she is she's tremendous, and Fifi Versace as well. So um, she's she's brilliant. They've all been like really great, really great people. Um, so. Uh, and and I and I'd said to my friend Sasha, she said, "What what do I wear? You know, what what kind of vibe is in it?" I said, "However, like extreme you want to dress, you will not be the most extreme person there. Mm -hmm. It is mm -hmm. right. It's it's a student city, so there were you know club kids looks, there were gender f looks, um, completely mixed up." Um, super slutty <laughs> you know absolutely every every color of the rainbow um so much fun um the only daily difficult thing was walking <clears throat> after it walking out and going into an un underground car park um afterwards to get home <laughs> so uh -oh. a little bit nervous um and so like a lot of my pictures on instagram are from my times out especially if my face is showing or from my times out there and at my support group um so, yeah, I guess that's that. That stuff really helped me feel more affirmed, um, and I've I've very much moved away from the identifying as a crossdresser mm -hmm. and more more securely in a um, non-binary uh, kind of gender blend identity. Uh, so like I would attend my group as my as the same sounding name as my boy name, but it was spelt differently. Mm -hmm. Very similar to your Billy IE ending. You know, that's that's yeah. what I did with my name. Um, because I never felt like somebody different. I felt like myself. And again, that makes me stand out quite a lot. Like in everybody I meet, they they all mm -hmm. go for a completely different name. Um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but, but yeah, for me, it was always just about expressing myself 
truly. And and I look back and I think I have always wanted um, wanted a mix of ma- masculine, feminine, everything. So interests, uh, toys. When I was a kid, I didn't just stay on the uh, on the boy side. I was I would go and have a look around all the pink section with all the all the girly stuff. I had My Little Pony as a kid. Um, I had loads of soft toys. Um, but, you know, and, I, and, and you know, funny enough, I, you know, I, I had a lot of kind of Lego, um, but that's never been something I've associated being gendered until Lego bring out a, mm-hmm. a girly version of Lego. And I think, you know, that's yeah, kind of weird. Anybody, anybody can do Lego. Yeah. <laughs> but I've always had this kind of real mix um, in everything. And it's not just about clothes. Um, and I find like cross-dressing is almost to me it almost feels um, degrading Um, it almost feels retrograde I feel like um, if 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 what I said in my first podcast uh, like I don't want cross-dressing to exist anymore I just want it to be dressing just wear what you want you know mm-hmm. um then cross-dressing is almost an anathema to that um in a sense in the term um and then at the same time i don't particularly like non-binary because it feels quite negative um and it's almost defining something by its lack of definition and a non-binary becomes binary of its of itself um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but so i don't know nb is quite cool um and i quite like gender blend as a as an identity um you know whatever whatever feels right go for that yeah yeah but so yeah i i I also started getting a laser hair removal um oh like professional professional yeah yeah so i use like the ipl stuff which is like a gel and then it gradually heats up to the point where you can't take it anymore and I did that, and the initial results from like two sessions were really good in terms of growth rate, mm-hmm. um, but it was a bit of a pain. Um, it took a long time, and it was expensive. So I went to this other place, which was a real laser. It was like one shot everywhere, um, mm-hmm. and you know you can smell the hair burning. That's, <laughs> and that's I, every, And every so often, it was like they'd do a whole body for two hundred pound offer um which was which was cool um but obviously they're always trying to push you to go for kind of 10 or 20 session groups Mm -hmm. but i've never managed to stop buying dresses enough to afford to plan long term like that um and we were always cognizant that we were going to be moving house again didn't want to commit to a certain center um so i guess things kind of stalled in terms of progress on 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 the hair um and then recently I've kind of gone back to using epilating and I gritted my teeth through the first session. But ever since it following laser, epilating is actually a lot easier. And the hair is really, really weak, uh, grows back very patchy and, and thin. Um, I think I think it's probably a happy place now. I don't get as red and sore afterwards. And mm. so that's cool. Um, less, I'm feeling uh, it a bit chicken, at the moment. Less chicken skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine, mine gets really uh, spotty. <laughs> spotty, and it looks like chicken skin or a right. rash or something. It's ugh. the the pain though of laser on the face is is out of this world. I just yeah. Does it does it still hurt? You? Are you still doing sessions? Did you say you're no? I did. No? I've done two on the face. Two, okay. Uh, and I yeah, I'm not sure. So I've done. Yeah, I've done four. I have a fifth one coming up next month. Um. But like for me, it like really hurt around my chin. Okay. My, like the kind of the bony areas. Right. And then like my uh, Adam's apple area. But like only the first session, after the, the second, third, fourth session, it's, it hasn't been that bad at all. Okay. It like was maybe upper, it's just upper I lip to me. Hey, the upper, upper lip, lip did was... hurt. The upper lip did hurt. <laughs> that <laughs> it, is, it has gotten better. It has gotten better. For me, it was just like a rubber band snap, just a. Psh. Mm. Yeah. But you know, your yeah. mileage may vary. 
And yours obviously did. For sure, for sure. Uh, but actually, you know, <laughs> um, it had quite dramatic results on my on my beard area. So mm-hmm. I have various white and gray hairs because um, I'm so old. Um, oh, I know. I got them on my or, or I've lived such a stressful life. I don't know. Um, but then I met a colleague um, who I've worked with for years, but very rarely seen. And she was like, you look really different. You look really like fresh. And I don't know quite how to explain it. And I, and I can only imagine it's because all of this isn't really dark, you know, all around mm-hmm. here. So, um, gesticulating towards my face. Um, but um, yeah, uh, I guess that's that's cool. I, I've kind of had various beauty treatments at different times. So like one, one was it that Christmas or? I think it was 2020 Christmas. I went and got my nails done. Um, and so I could, I, I was wearing nail polish the whole Christmas time. Your finger, um, fingernails? Both. Uh, both. Okay. The both, full, both. the full, full mind. Yeah. Um, and I've had my lashes lifted a, a couple of times, which I love. What's that like? What's that it's like? It's really cool. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I've got it. I've got it at the moment. Um, and I hide behind my glasses, but I don't know if you I can see. I can't see. But I can't see of, anything. <laughs> it makes me feel good in the mirror um, because it's just a little bit of femininity. Um, normally, my my lashes kind of do this like a cow, like really uh, pointing downwards. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. What's they, the they, What's the process like on that? Um, you lie in a bed, <laughs> you close your eyes, nice. and depending on the um, on the uh, uh, specialist, they might. So often they will tape down your lower lashes so they don't get confused with the upper lashes. And they don't accidentally turn the wrong ones the wrong way. And then they might tape your eyelid down. Um, then they put like a mold on. And I guess it's like a perming solution. It smells like a perming solution. Um, train the hairs up in the right place, apply more lotion wait uh so it's very peaceful unless they've chosen some awful radio station to listen to um <laughs> and um and then recently i got i got them dyed as well so tinted uh so they really stand out it, it it's like wearing a light coat of mascara and a really good um curling uh, mm, okay. job but it lasts five or six weeks oh wow so it's really it's really quite reasonably priced for for a long thing. I, I got it done because I I had this this block where I would be going on a family holiday, followed by a trip for work where I couldn't really do anything, any outlet for, for femininity. So I did it so that, you know, when I look in the mirror, when I wash my face or, or whatever, um, I just feel that little bit of um of pleasure um mm-hmm. that way uh yeah so i've kind of done all those things it's been uh generally a, a lot of fun but i think recently um things have been a little bit difficult so i gained some weight over the over that sort of stressful 12 months um i've always been big and um never well, there was one one point where I got within like five pounds of my goal uh, before a holiday and then promptly uh, ate myself stupid. And <laughs> so I had like wow. a two week period my entire life where I was almost happy. Too um, much, too much baklava. Yeah, that's right. All kinds. Yeah. I mean, Greek food. Just can't turn it away. <laughs> um, so and that was yeah, that was a few years ago now. But um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of at my biggest again and I feel horrid um i don't want to put on some of my favorite clothes because i don't want to bust out of them or stretch them so i've been feeling in a really negative kind of space um and um yeah i tried to kind of force myself into better situations so when i moved up i i kind of left my my friendship and and support group behind mm. um uh haven't really found any replacement yet although i still talk to them every couple of weeks 
Um, and I recently met up with Sasha, um, as I happened to be near where she lives. Um, and it was great to see her again. Um, so we stay in touch a lot, but um, I just don't get to dress up and, and go out um, mm-hmm. so much. Uh, I accidentally came out to my best friend. Um, oh, how'd that go? <laughs> it was so weird. We, we, we were we were just having a kind of quarterly uh, call, um, and he is a doctor, um, and he has become gradually more and more conservative as he's mm. got older uh, and richer. <laughs> I don't know if that's if that tracks in the US, but yeah, as oh, he's got yeah, more co- yeah. comfortable. Yeah, yeah, I see so. <laughs> I know, my, I know my you best, have a my best friend. Was, yeah, my best friend was like that. Yeah. Or my old my old best friend, or however you look at it. It's weird. It's you know, as he's moved in in more accomplished professional circles, as he has lived with his fairly upper class wife longer and longer he's almost become someone it's very difficult to have a conversation with um because we just operate in completely different planes um mm-hmm. i'm very liberal um uh so um which doesn't go down well you know my wife and i are both very liberal but her family are all very conservative it, it's um uh but it, anyway so we're chatting away and and I don't know how, but the subject of trans rights came up. Um, and he expressed some bemusement, I guess, is the right way to mm-hmm. the right way to put it about it's like, what are trans people complaining about? What what hardship are any of them suffering? Um and so I got a little bit riled by that, you know, and I and I started talking and the likes of yourself and Giselle. And my my friend Lynn and Sasha have really given me a lot of tools, you know, to be able to to ha- converse with someone, even at a, a very it's a very accomplished, very cerebral level. But I've been able to have a lot of um, learning and 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 um, and development in my um, knowledge, so I can almost kind of start to compete with him on this subject alone, right? So um, <laughs> we, we're talking about it and and, um, and, and he, he said something to the effect of, you know, in the medical field, he said, you would have to be, um, I think he said you'd have to be batshit crazy to go anywhere near uh, trans medicine. And I was like, why? What What is that about? And he said, because it is career ending if you make the slightest mistake. And everybody knows this. Um, he said, you need, you, you approve uh, a procedure on someone that later regrets it, or you um, deny someone a procedure that wants it, and it's instant canceled. Um, and the fear factor um of of being involved in that kind of thing he said only drives the very most committed or the most ostracized already medical professionals and this was news to me and and started to explain why there's such a terrible waiting list for um trans uh even trans consultation uh -hmm. appointments so like in the uk there is there's pretty much two um centers one in Brighton on the southwest and one in Edinburgh in Scotland. Uh, and those are the only two GRC clinics. Um, to get a referral to a doctor who can then refer you if they approve to those two clinics, there's a waiting list of two to three years just to get the mm-hmm. very first appointment here. We don't have private medical so even for people who can pay there isn't there just isn't the the ability to top up uh you know the nhs um for all its amazing uh equality and the ability for everybody it's free at the point of service for everyone and and it's it's awesome for that uh for the vast majority of things especially if you were at threat of bleeding or dying or contracting cancer it's amazing but Mm -hmm. uh for low level for 
so-called non-essential stuff mm-hmm. it's it's really really tough um so we were talking all about that and and he said um he said oh, every trans person he's ever met has as a professional is has some sort of mental health issue um and he said everyone he's ever met has a learning difficulty of some description um and I, and I said, what on earth are you talking about? You know, okay. that's that's just, what? <laughs> yeah. um, okay, sure, sure. I, I, said, uh-huh. I said, there may be an overrepresentation of mental health problems in the trans community versus non-trans community, cis, but that is usually as a result of having to deal with the trans issues. Yeah, uh, trans, trans stuff right. is... Um kind of difficult to deal with sometimes mm. uh, for a lot and of I people said, a lot of times yeah I, I said you know people kill themselves in that waiting time regularly mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. in the UK um, it is suicide prevention is you know trans access to medicine effectively um, and and he he kind of got a little bit frustrated and he said um, where do you get all this from where are all these trans people that you're referencing how do you know it? Because he was basically saying, you know, I'm talking rubbish. I don't really know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I hit this wall in the conversation. I'm like, okay, I wasn't prepared for this whatsoever. And I said, mate, you are my very best friend in the world, but the, but you don't know that I am non-binary. And I have been attending trans support groups uh, on and off for a couple of years. Um so that's where I meet all these trans people. Mm-hmm. That's where I, I interact. Um, and he was a little bit taken back, taken aback. He wasn't negative at all. And he, ju- he just was almost on like an academic level. He was, oh, you caught me out. He said, you, you've snuck around me uh, with more knowledge, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's like, oh, that's cheating. You know, it's almost like we both started playing a game and I, I knew the rules ahead and I practiced. Mm-hmm. You know, that was his mm-hmm. kind of his feeling. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I, I, I kind of, it was towards the end of our call and, and we arranged that we'd have another one and we'd, 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 uh, try and get together in person again, but, um, we haven't really talked about it since, um, he wasn't negative. He wasn't like super supportive. He didn't say anything like, yeah, of course you are, or no way, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was just quite, um, uh, say quite a an intellectual discussion and, and, and mm-hmm. thing, so I really didn't uh, didn't expect that to happen at all. So, <laughs> how long ago was that? Um, I want to say four months, something like that. Okay, four months. Yeah, we're about okay. due our next call, so I don't know if that will come up. Um, you should, I kinda, you, should I, uh, you should bring it up. Yeah, maybe. If you don't, um, you should bring it up. Yeah. Uh, I think right now though I'm in I'm, I'm in a bad place so I I don't know mm. um, so like I I one of the drag queens that I met down where I moved for a short while she happened to move up to my region um, mm-hmm. where she's originally from and she started this karaoke night drag queen karaoke and uh, she wanted some support for her first night so I went out there and um, <laughs> it was I I. I didn't know what I was going into, what kind of club I was going to. So I didn't dress up. Um, and uh, it, it, it was a, in the, in the Northeast, it, it's called a working men's club. Um, I don't know. It would have the look and feel, I guess, of like a dive bar in the States. Um, okay. Okay. But very, um, it's a very poor area, you know, very, um, it's like ex-mining communities up in the up in the region. Um, the working men's part of it is um, generally something of a misnomer because tends to be communities that have very high unemployment. Actually, uh, so we, it's not quite a pub, it's not quite a club. It's kind of a, a social room with alcohol mm-hmm. served, but only for a very specific type of drinker mm-hmm. uh i got in i was very relieved i hadn't dressed up so like the drag queen 
the only the only person anything other than cisgender presenting um yeah quite a toxic kind of environment and also i felt well, i felt horrible about myself i felt like i didn't want the drag to talk to talk to and 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 know the drag queen in boy mode mm-hmm. myself i didn't want to be drab um but i also didn't want to be in that place uh dressed up it was yeah i was very uncomfortable um so i um i stayed for the night um i told her she was great and and she was um and um and then i i sort of hastily be, uh, he- headed to the exit and um, and came back home i, I wasn't going to repeat that mm-hmm. um and then it's pride it was pride season um and i thought well if I can be myself anywhere, hopefully that's pride. I've, I'd never attended a pride before. Uh, and I picked like one of the smaller cities or sort of medium sized town, um, for my first pride. Um, because I, I don't like crowds. I'm, I'm really a little bit agoraphobic, I guess. Um, so, uh, I decided that I would dress as I do at home, uh, which is femme clothes and no, no face. Um, and I, I wanted to represent non-binary, um, mm-hmm. cause that's how I was feeling. And I wanted to, in a way, visually represent non-binary. Uh, so I wore this, um, white and black dress. I had, um, had a, a cap on that had a yellow and white uh band on it and i had a purple um drawstring bag on my back so the colors of non-binary yeah, um, yeah. and i thought okay that that's kind of quite subtle um there's nothing subtle about the fact that you know um i haven't put any makeup on or anything but yeah i i felt relatively confident going out i had to go out it's on a new place the front driveway is really uh visible so i had to go out in boy mode and change in the car in the car park um and i snagged my tights my pantyhose in the car just as i got them on and i was like really really angry about it that Uh, happens every time (laughs) every time um and i was wandering around pride uh on my own i didn't i didn't because I haven't really got any friends at, at where I live. Um, and I felt pretty good. Um, I felt fairly anonymous. Uh, I watched a little bit of the march. I didn't take part in the march. Um, and then the first interaction I had was with a trans woman who was probably 60 plus, mm-hmm. um, who looked me up and down and said <laughs> said to me, as, a, as an opening statement, opening gambit said to me, you could have had a bloody shave, couldn't you? Um, <laughs> which, which, <laughs> and then sort of, she sort of looked at me and my reaction. Uh, and I said something like, well, you look great. And uh, she, um, she said, oh, you're not trans. And I said, no, non-binary. And she's like, okay. And walked off. Um, no apology uh, or, or anything. And it was just like tremendously rude and blunt. Uh, and I had a moment of real kind of upset about that. And then I, I quickly kind of decided, well, that's her own issue. You know, that's, that's her own projection. Um, she, she needs to be fully femme to qualify in her own mind. And, and I don't know, maybe I'm a threat to that. It was quite hot on the day, so I, I went to the shopping mall and wandered around like, you have Primark in the States? Uh, no, I don't know what that no. is. No. Uh, so it's a fairly fast fashion type shop. And they've okay. started doing some better uh, like recycled material clothes and, mm, and they've started being okay. a bit better about it. And I just had a wonder where I'm there. It's nice to pick up a few kind of cheap items or... Have we got some really weird looks? Um, staff were very supportive. Um, picked up a few things. Went back to Pride. Um, met a gay guy who was dressed in very, very short shorts and thigh-length painting boots. 
It looked amazing. He was having a wonderful time. I met a guy dressed as a dog. Um, yeah, it was it was all kinds of everything. And uh, I met a couple of drag queens, one of whom is a non-binary drag queen. Um, and I talked to uh, to them about any kind of social meetups in the area. And she was like, nope, <laughs> there's absolutely oh, no. nothing. She said that the problem is with non-binary people is that we generally stay at home and don't really like other people. And like mm -hmm. the the Venn diagram of, of extreme introvert and non-binary is, is almost an eclipse. So, uh, mm -hmm. so I kind of, yeah, okay, fair enough. So, um, yeah, uh, still it didn't, I didn't really, I wasn't really able to get, pick up any kind of new social groups or links from mm -hmm. that. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, it was a bit of a miss, I guess going but it was it was fun still there was a, cre a queen tribute band a Dua Lipa tribute act they were they were brilliant it was yeah a lot of fun but I'd kind of really had enough by sort of uh late afternoon um and I, I don't know if all of these things have kind of triggered this in me but I've just recently had this real crash um this I, I cannot lose weight right now I I, I I don't know what it is. Um, and I'm struggling hugely to feel good in the mirror in anything. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I, I just, I just don't know if this is a phase. Um, I've, one of the recent guests on the podcast said that Brianna said, I think that she's tired of dressing, tired of not presenting how she feels. Mm -hmm. And a guest prior said something about dressing as a boy and it hit me like really hard and, and it really verbalized for me. I think I am now dressing as a boy uh, begrudgingly rather than as I want to and feel mm -hmm. like I am inside, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I, I get really scared of that. Am I on a unstoppable, slippery slope to somewhere that I can't and and don't want to go personally, which is transition. Um, is it inevitable? Is it out of my control? Is the kind of panic that's been setting in? Um, What's your fear about? My fear. If you enjoyed or related to Sophia's story and would like to share your own or would like to connect with myself, Giselle, or many of the other previous Cross Yas guests or the listeners, uh, you can find us on the Cross Yas Confidential Discord, which can be found on the crossyaspodcast.com website. Uh, also, if you enjoy this episode, please share it with your friends. Chances are they might enjoy it too. There might be something in there that really speaks to them. Uh, and remember, be yourself. Bye. Oh, and I have a little extra bonus for today's episode. Uh, Sophia was able to locate that audio file that she was going to send to Giselle when she was so nervous about coming out and, and, and being visible. So I'd, I'd really love to share that with you. Uh, please enjoy. Hi, Giselle. This is uh, Sophia here, um, otherwise known as on your wonderful podcast. Uh, I did a, an interview as Stiletto Shoe, my Reddit handle. Um, I wanted to just record my thoughts down for you um, as I take a pretty big step tonight. Um, I'm sitting outside um, a community centre because I'm about to go to my brand new um, uh, cross-dresser support group. Uh, it's a trans support group, but I think it's mostly made up of cross-dressers. And I've only been um, to the virtual meetings uh, and they've only been audio. Um, so I've been a bag of nerves for the last um, week or so as I prepare to do this. Uh, I'll be in a mask, I believe, um, and uh, I'll be hiding behind that a little bit. Um, but I've been stressing like you wouldn't believe to find out what to wear. 
um, and uh, how to do my makeup, which is not cool. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very underconfident, um, but I'm not being able to get any help with that. Help with that because um, here I am doing um, uh, a. Uh, this is our first thing we can do out of lockdown because it's a support group but I'd love to be able to go to a beauty parlour beforehand and kind of get glammed up properly really um, so what I settled on I don't quite know the vibe of the place um, I think it's kind of mostly quite sensible wear um, which isn't exactly my aesthetic but there you go um, so I'm wearing um an almost knee-length uh, kind of bodycon pink dress uh, with black lace embroidery. Um, I have a black long-sleeve uh, top underneath um, just to cover up my arms. Um, uh, I'm wearing a purple uh, bra and French panty set, which um, uh, I am kind of excited about. And um, and they they because they're lace they they make the tucks so easy. Um, I've got a, an absolute ton of shapewear on, so I can barely breathe. Um, obviously pantyhose um, over my legs. I've got a little leather jacket and some jewellery on, and my beautiful um, uh, Raquel Welch wig. Um, I don't know if I did my makeup particularly well, but like I say, I'm going to hide. Um, I'm really excited. My throat's really dry. I'm a little bit quaky. Uh, one of the uh, ladies at the group has just waved to me from the top, from the front window. Um, uh, she's uh, getting ready, so I can't sit here any longer. I will try and check in uh, afterwards because um, I really regret my first time out not. Uh, letting you know how that went. Anyway, wish me luck. Bye. I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story, have others come on the podcast to share their story, to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.